Okay, Alex, I reckon I can make you、uh, say the word nineteen. <laughs> Go on then. Okay,、uh, what is twenty plus twenty? Forty.、Uh, what is thirty plus thirty? Sixty.、Uh, what is sixty plus thirty? Ninety. I got you. Well, I didn't say nineteen. Yeah, you said nineteen.、Oh. I got you.、Oh. Ah. I bet I can make your nose bleed. <laughs> anyway, ESPN head in the game. Hello,、uh, this is Head in the Game, the weekly podcast that lifts the lid on sport. Now, each week、uh, we get the lowdown from a array of different guests who will attempt to enlighten us with their expertise.、Uh, I'm Jamie Lang, and alongside me is my co-worker, my colleague, but most importantly, he is my friend. Ah,、oh, lovely. That is so true. Writer, actor, and comedian. There's no beginning to your talents, buddy. You just you're so talented, <laughs> Mr. Alex Lowe. Hello there. What are we doing this week?、Uh, this week we're delving into the virtual world of esports. Now, do you know、uh, what esports mean? I think I do. That's, is it actually a sport? Yes, it's a sport. It's basically where people sit and they play on a video game and、yeah. they play virtually against each other. Now, I do know a bit about. You know, of course, in my day it was you know Pong, Pac Man,、uh, Star Command. Used to play on my BBC computer. You know,、uh, you know this. Apparently, apparently, the industry is so big、uh, it turns over a billion a year. A billion, a billion dollars a year, a year yeah. And、uh, according to my kids, gamers are now you know huge, huge celebrities. Yeah, they're stars. They're they stars.、Are. They fill out stadiums. We're going to find out all about this today. I actually worked with KSI, who is of course famous for playing FIFA on the internet. I've worked with some of the greatest actors in the world, <laughs> present company excluded. And you know, the one person they got most excited about was me playing with KSI. Do you know what? I think I heard a podcast the other day where KSI was on it, and he said, "I have done a podcast <laughs> with Alex Lowe." That's what、Amazing. I think he said.、Listen. I think he said that a hundred percent. So now, listen, we've got a cornucopia of guests coming up, including esports pro team managers, two actors who provide the voices for loads of game characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, there's the quiz. But first,、uh, we're going to hear from ESPN's man. With his finger on all the buttons, Jacob Wolf. Jacob, are you there? Yes. How's it going? Oh, Jacob, you have、uh, two very cool names, Jacob and Wolf.、Yeah. Jacob, where are you in the world at the moment?、Uh, so I live in New York City in Brooklyn, and that is where I am at,、uh, now. Ah, the big Brooklyn.、Uh, Jacob, we got a few questions for you because、uh, we're super interested in esports at the moment. Now, can you give us an idea of how many people actually play esports? It's somewhere closer to playing. It's hard to put together, but in terms of watching, it's somewhere close to 500 million around the world right now. About half of those are people who watch on a very consistent basis that are what I would consider truly the fans、um, who are actively engaged, and about the other half of that are people who engage at least once a year. When you say actively engage, what does that mean apart from just sitting there watching it? Uh, so, like, they watch every single week. They participate, you know, attend events across the year. Just think about, like, if you were a, a football fan and you kept up with your favorite team and you bought their merchandise and you engaged with them. Those are those types of people. So, about half of that 500 million are those types, and then the other half are like the people who normally would watch the Super Bowl or the Premier League Championship, whatever it is. There's something called Twitch, right? Which is basically live streaming. What is Twitch? So Twitch is a live streaming platform that was acquired by Amazon in 2014 for close to a billion dollars. It's a mix of content. So some of the events that are on Twitch are professionally produced events. There's also the live streamers who are more people like ninjas. Those people they stream themselves playing video games, often from home. And there are people that make a living off of that. That's not necessarily esports, in my opinion, because that's more of an entertainment part of the industry. Whereas 
the competition is very much, you know, strictly competition. These are people who are engaged with watching other people play in a tournament for money. So that's sort of Twitch. It's one of those two types of content. And Jake, what type of money are we talking about? If you win the biggest game, let's say, whatever the biggest game is, if you if you're the winner of that game, what amount of money are you winning? Usually as a team, I would say the biggest game is League of Legends, and the League of Legends World Champions uh, each year walks away with about a million dollars. Shut up. As a team. So then that's split between the team and obviously their players. There's five players. Those guys make a pretty penny overnight. But Jacob, you know, on Head in the Game, we talk about uh, sort of professional sportsmen. Are esports people now considered professional sportsmen? You know, I get that question a lot. And frankly, to me personally, it doesn't matter whether they are or not. I think they are. Competing and training for something like that, a competition, is essentially what sports is. And competing against other people, again, for money and for prize and fame, that is what is at the core of sports. Um, But, you know, I constantly see people bickering over whether it's sports or not. And at the end of the day, like, to me, it just doesn't matter. Like, it's something that people are engaged with and that there's an audience for and that people are actively competing and making a living off of doing. If you have to reel off the big games, what are the other popular games? You have League of Legends. What else do you have? Uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, Overwatch, Call of Duty. Alex Lowe is looking blank at me. He, when, you, <laughs> when you mentioned Ninja, he thought that's people who played, did karate. That's what he was thinking. You didn't mention any sports games. Now, there's sports games like Madden, NBA games. Are they up there as well? I would not consider them very popular in esports at this time. They are trying to get more popular. I would say the most popular of the bunch is probably FIFA, soccer slash football game, depending on which part of the world you're in. I think the sports games in general are not very popular. But Jake, this is where my confusion happens because, you know, talking about esports, I would expect as someone who didn't know about esports, it would be sports games, but it's not. It's games which aren't sport games. I mean, that's part of the fascinating part about it is that my theory on this People don't necessarily enjoy watching other people play sports titles like Madden and FIFA and NBA 2K because you can actually do those activities in real life. You can actually go play basketball or play soccer or play football. The thing is with League of Legends and Counter-Strike and Dota and Overwatch, you can't do those things in real life. Those are It gives you an experience that you cannot achieve in person. And therefore, I, f- I think people find those a lot more interesting. And I'm going to ask you something as uh, the dad of a teenage boy. Are they mostly to do with shooting people? No, actually. So uh, League of Legends and Dota actually have nothing to do with shooting people. Counter-Strike does in a very realistic sense. I mean, it's a terrorist versus counter-terrorist game. And so, yes, that one does. And Overwatch does as well, but Overwatch is more cartoony. Even things like Fortnite, which is incredibly popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I wouldn't consider that much of an esports title because their competitions aren't taken very seriously as much as their influencer and entertainer base. I mean, even that game is a shooting game. You mentioned that the biggest event that happens is League of Legends, right? Yes, the League of Legends World Championship, which happens every October and November. This year it was in a giant stadium, a Olympic stadium in South Korea. Last year it was in the Bird's Nest, which is an Olympic stadium in China. And the year before that it was in the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Germany. Okay, I want you to paint me a picture right now. Okay, so I'm imagining a big stadium. You're walking in, everyone's sitting in their seats... There's a big screen. How does it happen? How does it work? 
So you walk into the arena, you grab your seat. There is a massive stage setup, which is essentially on each side for League of Legends, five players in front of computers, five players on the other side, 10 players total since it's a 5v5 game. There's a massive screen and various screens if you're sitting on the ground level. So if you're sitting actually on the field itself, um, so you can see without having to bend your neck up too much, the giant screen. Uh, usually there's some type of musical performance before the championship. Think of things like Super Bowl halftime shows. They're really kind of out there and, and big and cost a lot of money to produce. There's thousands of people. We've seen events that are 30,000-ish wow. people before. And they're sitting there and they're engaging. And, and many of these people play the game and understand the game so they know when something exciting happens. And it's loud and it's chaotic. And, Tell- and there's a reason it packs these massive stadiums. Who are the biggest players? Who are the, we, biggest the, stars, the biggest yeah. stars? Who, who might we have heard or who are we going to hear of? So Faker is probably the best-known esports player in the world. He's a South Korean player, um, and he makes millions of dollars per year. He's won the world championship, I believe, now three times. He, I mean, he's so big that at one point he was on the cans of Coke in South Korea. Wow. Just this shy reserve. I believe he's in his early 20s now, but when he first got into the industry, he was in his late teens. And he was very shy, didn't speak much, and but in the game was just this killer. It would just take everybody out and was so amazing. Uh, something that nobody else had really seen before in terms of skill. Jacob Wolf, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And now we're going to go and set up our own Twitch. That's what we're going to go and do. Yeah, go for it. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, Jacob. Thank you so much, Thanks. mate. Jacob Wolf. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Alex, what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Yeah. Hey, but also, now... This is probably my favourite part of the entire show. It's time for... The History of Esports in 60 Seconds. In 1962, the first ever video game was created. It was called Space War and looked a bit like asteroids. The computer used to programme it was as big as an American fridge, costing over a million dollars to buy in today's money. And had the incredible computing power of a pocket calculator. By 1972, there were a handful of laboratories and universities that had the equipment to play Space War. And it led to the first gaming competition ever called the Intergalactic Space War Olympics. By the early 80s, gamers playing the likes of Space Invaders and Pac-Man saw the creation of the North American Video Game Challenge. The prize? Atari Video Games. Then the console manufacturers got involved. The Nintendo Power Fest in 94 saw gamers compete on NBA Jam and Virtua Racing. The grand prize? A trip to sunny San Diego. Second grand prize? A nylon jacket embroidered with the Star Fox logo. Into the 21st century, eSports tournaments finally came of age. StarCraft and WarCraft were televised. And the prize money escalated. The League of Legends final saw 45,000 fans attend in 2014. They filled a stadium used for the World Cup. Today, the best pro gamers take home millions of dollars a year, with Kuru Takasomi taking home a total of... $4.1 million! And he's still playing. Stop the clock! (laughs) Uh, Right, it's uh, now time for your say, which we absolutely love. Thank you so much for all your feedback you constantly give. Thank you. Listen, we have got people all over the world listening. Anita in Ghana. Yes, if you're there, thanks for your Facebook post. This is from Dave in Melbourne. I was listening to your episode on tennis and the Australian Mm -hmm. Open and thought you were a bit fed 
centric. Oh! On the video, you even had a Federer cardboard cutout in the yes, studio. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Where was the life-sized Djokovic?、Mm. Novak just won his fifteenth Grand Slam. For goodness' sake, sheer bias! I think you should take this podcast more <laughs> seriously. First of all, that wasn't us; that was a fan brought that in. But anyway,、uh, this is Mikey in Liverpool. Dear Jamie and Alex, love the super fan chance this week. I was at the Masters snooker at Alexandra Palace the other week, and me and my mate Graham tried to get a chant going. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were asked to leave. <laughs> uh, Surprise! We, uh, we got Kirsty, who's in Edinburgh, who says, "Dear Jamie, was that your Alex Lowe playing a nasty boss on ITV's Cold Feet?" Ah, yes, it was. I didn't actually see the show live, but after googling Alex's name, I noticed someone had put together a YouTube video of Alex's brief appearance. Yes, is it the same Alex Lowe? It's yes, got a hundred and seventy-seven views so far, breaking the internet, Alex Lowe. <laughs> Can I just say that I did not put that together myself? Yes, you did. I saw you editing it. One of my fans. I saw you editing it and putting it together. Now, Corey says I've just binged the first three episodes of Head in the Game. My favourite so far is the basketball. Are you going to cover the NBA All Stars Game? Well, yes, we are very much so, aren't we? You, you actually don't know. No, we are. We, next week, we are. Yes, yeah, we, we are. are. Yeah, we are. We're covering it. That's so, how much I know about the NBA All Stars Game. I assume that is where all the stars. Come together and play NBA. That is correct. You've already got a head start on next week's、uh, information. Now, listen.、Uh, don't forget, you can leave comments, feedback on your podcast platform, and also on our new Facebook group by searching for "Head in the Game" podcast and clicking join. Very simple, just like Anita from Ghana did. Also, you'll find videos, pictures, and polls about the podcast on there too. So, you know, get involved.、Uh, thank you very much for the feedback. <laughs> Right, we're very excited because on the line we、yes. have a pro team manager. I don't know what that I means. I know you never know what these a、people. pro team pro、manager. team manager of London Spitfire. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what that means. No,、either. I don't know what it is. Is、uh, it a beer? No, Susie Kim. Susie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi guys. Hi. Ah,、oh, do you know what, Susie? Where are you in the world? Um, we are actually located in Los Angeles, California. Wait, we?、Wow. You with a group of people? Where are they? Um. Me and the team. The, so,、um, I guess I, I'm not sure how much of an introduction.、Uh, yes, I am a pro team manager, especially for a game called Overwatch. Yes. And the entire Overwatch league is played out of Burbank, California. So it makes sense for this season that all of the teams, regardless of what region they represent, would be here, so that we could play out of the same studio. But, but a lot of that's going to change come 2020, though. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're a London team, but you're based in LA. I mean, unless we're going to be flying back every three days. Yeah, I think <laughs> and, you're. You I、know. think you're being lazy. If I'm honest, I think that is laziness. <laughs> Hold on. So you're the kind of frugal, obviously, because、yeah. so, you know those when, flights are cheap. <laughs> when you say the team, look, this really is going to make me sound stupid. Is it just you, or are are the whole team in LA? Alex, she said, "Team." It's not even just me. It's or my team. It's all twenty teams in the league, and these are teams that represent, you know, Shanghai and Dallas and Seoul. You know, we're all 
currently based here because uh, the Overwatch League is incredibly new. This is actually our only our second season that we're going into. And so the developer, Blizzard and Activision, um, they're still currently kind of creating this league and seeing what works. And so uh, for the time being, we're here in Los Angeles. Everybody, 2020, things are going to change. Okay, so sorry, just a minute, Susie. It's played online. Surely you don't have to be literally in the same place. Uh, you do, actually, uh, contrary to what you may believe. Really? It's, so it's something called we call ping, and it's uh, how much lag there is on the internet. So you know how sometimes when oh, yes, you go I to know. a place yeah. yeah, where your internet's not so good, then and it takes you just that split second longer to load a web page or you know, it, there's buffering on your videos. When you're playing a game competitively, yeah. uh, that one second really makes a difference and how much information gets from the moment you click your mouse to the server and back that's a very huge difference and so by having one everyone in the same proximity it kind of gets rid of all of that lag Susie, just quickly we've never met have we I don't think so. so. I want to be in your team because just because the way you speak, the way you present yeah. yourself, you've just got this authority that I just feel like this is why you're a team leader because you're the manager. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's great. Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it. But so tell me, okay, uh, Susie, what I want to know is, so you have your team and how is it kind of positioned? How many people in your team? So the core group of a team is six members. The game itself is a six versus six game and there's different objectives on on maps. So, for example, one map might be that you have to take this car, which we call the payload, and you have to push it all the way to the other side of this map. And while you do so, the opposing team will try to stop you. There's different types of map objectives. The composition of these teams now usually become, you know, two tanks, two DPS and two support. And what I mean by tanks are what you exactly think. Big, burly guys, you know, maybe with a shield. Doesn't do much damage, but is great at protecting. Are you playing or are you watching? Oh, gosh, I'm not playing. Absolutely not. I'm not a player. Let's change gears for a second. You guys obviously know football. And I'm talking about Not really, if I'm honest. I I do. I do. Would you mean English football, Football Association football? Yes, I mean any sports team. So on a football team, you're going to have the striker. You're going to have the goalie. Mm -hmm. And you have managers and you have coaches. Do the managers ever play? Occasionally, but not very much. I I take your point. Not in a professional game. Right. Okay. The manager is there to make sure that everything is going to plan. Everything is tip-top shape. All the players have no issues. They're getting fed correctly. They're doing their taxes. You know, whatever it is, yeah. the manager takes oh, care I of that. See. It's almost right. like a theatrical agent. No, it's not. The, it's an agent. It, no, it's not. It's, like it's, an a, agent. Man, it's a manager. They, they're there to strict diet. You're getting up in the morning. You're you're probably training them. You're doing everything, aren't you? Yes, we make sure that they have a nice schedule. I give them um, an infrastructure and, you know, and then and then I just take care of other big things like when we have sponsorship obligations. What are the tactics involved? So are you shouting tactics or is the players organizing tactics between them? Again, think of it as any sports team that the players during a match or during practice, they're the ones screaming at each other. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. maybe the coach from the sideline. Right. Great. Got it. Got it. But also, you won the 2018 Overwatch, right, grand final. We sure did. What was the impact on your team's profile when you won that? It was really interesting. It was an honor because it's the first ever season of the Overwatch League. And, you know, forever in history, we're going to be that team who won it. It was amazing because throughout the season, we started strong. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle, everyone started kind of 
falling off and things were just not, you know, they're just not being able to play well together. We had a lot of issues and uh, we barely squeaked by into making it into playoffs. And then something just clicked uh, when we got into playoffs. We lost the very first playoff match. And yeah. then I think they just all, I, I'm not even sure that we, we talked with them. I think the players finally learned how to trust one another. And then we won it all. So, <laughs> And would it, was, it be very rude of me to ask how much money they might have won the London Spitfire? Uh, no, this is actually public knowledge. The prize pool for winning the finals was $1 million. Congratulations. Oh. And who are the biggest stars of your team? So our main tank, he's also our captain. Uh, his name is Gesture. He's definitely one of the fan favorites, as well as being a fantastic player. And then our MVP, actually, his name, his ID is Profit. And he plays a DPS character, DPS being a damage dealer. And this guy is just so quick and so accurate. And you just go, how is he playing this without, you know, the help of some kind of special program or, or something, you know? But what makes and, and what those... makes him a good player? Like, what, Just because of the, the speed that he can do things at? What is it? It's, it's speed and precision, but it's also decision making. What I really like about Profit in our team is that he actually gets along very well with all the other teammates. So when they're practicing, he's usually the one who's trying to cheer, you know, cheer him up or give positive feedback. He's very much the guy that you go to when you feel like you're having a problem and, and he's just there to make you feel better. But but Susie, just quickly, your name is Susie Kim. His name is Profit. Surely you should get a <laughs> yeah. much much not that yours you know, isn't cool but it's, it it's profits actually, a bit cooler funny. commission should be yours if this is profit isn't it 10 percent. yeah i wish uh no i my online id is actually lil Susie, which i created when i was like 14 years old so that was yeah now you've panicked and have to keep it That's and a, now yeah. yeah exactly and now i'm not so little anymore so i kind of <laughs> dropped the little part and uh now i'm just Susie. hey Susie, congratulations on that honestly 2018 was a huge year for you so what is what do we have in store for 2019 2019, we're going to have to do it all again, don't we? We're just practicing really hard. The opening day is February 14th, where we face against uh, Philadelphia Fusion. And they're the team we played in the finals last year. So it'll be a nice rematch. And um, Bring it yeah, home, Susie Kim. Hard. Bring Fantastic. it home. Can I just, you know, Susie, you have gained two new team Absolutely. members. And you've gained two new followers yeah. in Alex Lowe and Jamie Lane. Yeah. Well, can we get a signed... Twitch? Can, we, can you sign a, a Twitch? A, a Twitch or a shirt or a, a, a something for us? I don't know. Can you sign a Spitfire? Yeah, sign. yeah. You know what? If you guys want something, I can grab a T-shirt, get the boys to sign it, and send it over to you guys over over the. Oh, uh, if you could sign it to the to the lovable people from uh, ESPN's head in the game, we would love that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right, Susie thanks. Kim. Thank you so much. Good luck this year. You you're just very nice and lovely, and just thank you very much. Thanks, Susie. We'll speak to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. ESPN, head in the game. Playing these games, yeah, you you forget how much work goes into them. Oh, yeah. There's graphics, okay, there's artwork, and, of course, most importantly, there's voices of the characters. Yeah, the voices of the characters. So it's our chance to find out a bit more now, because with us in the studio, we've got actors, real actors, Leonora Haig and Neil Newborn. Hello. Hello. I feel like you need... Wait, hang on. Do that again with a bit more oomph. (laughs) As if we've got a a, a posse with us. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. In the studio, we've got actors, Leonora Haig and Neil Newborn. Uh, Right, guys, firstly, um, 
I want to know how do you get into voice work?、Uh, yes, I'm a voiceover actor for games, but I actually got into it through performance capture, which is when you wear the suits. Which is so、uh, figure hugging, you can actually tell one's religion、uh, if you look closely. Oh,、enough. really? Yeah, for men only, obviously. Good.、Um, so, we, performance capture. We、uh, animate characters, do combat and stunts. I also do、uh, full performance capture, which is when you move like the, the animated character and you also voice the character. And through that, I, I realised there was a lot of work as a VO、uh, actor, and so started working in the booth, which was amazing. But Leonora, you also do voiceover work and、yes. things like that. So, surely you didn't. Go when you were younger. Hey, I'm going to go and do voiceover because that's kind of the thing that you fall into. Maybe more of a traditional way. I went to drama school, and as a kid, I did my lambda exams. Only people who have done that will probably know what that I is. I know what a lambda exam. Is. I got a, I got a tutu. Oh, you got a tutu <laughs> at Leeds University. Let me, nice. Did, Thank. Why do you jump good, in there? Let me. I got. I'm going to say. <laughs> I got a tutu for theatre and performance. At oh, thank goodness for that.、Yeah. The country is safe. We're, we're all here to learn from Jamie. <laughs>、yeah. Yes. We are. You're really, We are. really not. So the voices you do. I mean, you presumably you guys are quite versatile with、mm. voices. Yeah, I would say for me, I do just for straight voiceover work. They'll just want your sounding voice. That's the exciting thing about games and animation is you get to play loads of different characters that you would never normally play because obviously they can't see what you look like. I play lots of kids. I do kid voices. Oh yeah, let's have a quick、like、blast of that. Yeah, can let's, can you? I tell you what. Here we、okay. go. Hold on one second. I just want you to. Why don't you just quit? If you just read out that top bit there,、mm-hmm. and I want you to do that. In a little girl's voice, but then when it says my name, do it in a little Jamie voice. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So head in the game as a little girl. That's the little girl bit. ESPN, head in the game. Yes, this is Head in the Game, the weekly podcast that lifts the lid on sport. Each week, we get the lowdown from an array of guests who will attempt to enlighten us with their expertise. <laughs> Where's my tea, Jeeves? <laughs> Oh <laughs> my lord! You realise little Jamie's actually edgier than Big Jamie. No, no. Listen, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm super edgy, <laughs> super cool. That was fantastic. That was, was like, amazing. Yeah, transported back to Eton. But <laughs> but you guys. So when did you realise you had that knack? Did you sort of perform different voices growing up?、Or? I did in an attempt to be noticed by my family, which didn't work. But I ended up being an actor. I grew up in、um, in Birmingham, and I did not like my own accent.、Oh. And at that point, at eight years old, decided to get rid of the accent and、yeah. realised I had a talent for manipulation. So of accents, actually, because you know I'm, I've got a twin brother. She talks like that the whole time. You know,、oh, he's、yeah. a proper yummy yum and all that.、He's、oh,、nice. I know what. Talking、oh, about no, no, <laughs> no, what was that, man? What? Oh, this is me, Jamie from Birmingham. Not, actually, it's not bad. I'm gonna man, go、yeah. down the races and bet on all. Go down the, go down the boring lines. <laughs> okay, Leonor. Also, tell me. So the scripts are huge, right? Yes. And I know we all know in here how tricky it is to read off a script. And what、oh. you do, you you come into a booth, you read these things、mm-hmm. off.、Uh, but like you performed just then, you're incredibly natural at、mm. it. Yeah. Why are they so big and so heavy and so long like that? Well, I guess in a game, if you think a game is well, it depends how long you play it for, but hundreds and hundreds of hours long, and so much can happen throughout that game. So.、Yeah. As the main character, you're going to encounter, let's say, for example, an elf, and well, not just an elf, a cheeky elf, an evil elf, Wait, hang on, a mystical hang on, elf. Hang on, hang on. How does a cheeky elf sound? Because I would like to date a cheeky elf. How <laughs> <laughs> do? So, so hold on. So if we, so, so Alex, okay, right. So Alex, you're going to have a conversation with a cheeky elf, and you, you've, you've met the cheeky elf、uh, in 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 a bar. 
Yeah. And it's 11 o'clock in the evening and you think, oh, this cheeky elf yeah. looks kind of, you know. So it's quite, yeah. It's I'm, quite a, you haven't know. you got a gnome to go to? Uh, never mind. And, um, <laughs> it really is last orders at the bar. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really Hello is. there. Can I get you a drink? Oh, no, sir. Not from you. Oh. Oh no! No, no, that, don't worry. He's no, sorry, so that, used to it. That, <laughs> that, that triggered something. That triggered something. Let's not do that one again. Stay away from the Yeah. Okay, but also, Neil, what are the challenges of the job? Well, interesting. We talk about the length of the script. Uh, she worked. Uh, did two characters in Detroit become human? And that script is two thousand pages long. Oh wow! That is what? a what we call a branching narrative um, story. So what that means is you can play one scene and it can have seven different ways it can go. For instance, so you can play, uh, make one choice and the scene goes this way or play, well, I'm indicating left because it's radio. Yes. Um, or it can, you can go the other way, indicating right. Yeah. Um, so I like that voice you just did. That was, that was very good, wasn't it? Send me to sleep like that. That's a little bit. I have apparently a soothing so voice. I would say that the main challenges are that it's very boring. It can be quite boring. Yeah. No, no. The, the main challenges are sometimes when you have to play a scene in seven different ways, but each time it has to be authentic and yeah. real. The other main challenge really is looking after your voice. Yes, yes. Because yes. actually you can thrash, especially in the day after you've done maybe a few hours in, mm. in a booth per session, and then they ask you to start screaming and shouting. You have to be very careful. You always die at the end of the always day. Always die. You always die at the end of the yeah. day. Because you like, know it's coming to the finish, right? Yeah. You guys are incredibly talented. Yeah, and we're so lucky to have you on. So I thought what we'd do, we should make our own video game right yes. now. We have you guys in here. We should make our own video game. Leonor, you can do the cool narration, okay? Because yes. you're, you're very good at that. So as the game goes on, you narrate. Affirmative. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Was that what I was meant to respond? Um, <laughs> Alex, uh, Alex, you you can play just a really horrible, evil, <laughs> incompetent villain. Okay, that, yes, that, yes, I'll give that a go. How, that took you that, seconds to get into <laughs> yes, yes, you're, yes. you're in, you're in. Uh, Neil, you can play the hero, and I'm going to play, this is very in character, I'm going to play a brilliant scientist, yes, of okay, uh, who's been kidnapped for zero energy power source that I've developed, so I'm like super clever as well okay right. uh and you have to beat up and basically disembowel alex uh, okay so i'm sort of guarding you yeah well, look it was this going to be good i tend to i tend to work physically and voice together a lot oh, that's fine so by, by me, me to i would get him into oh, no. i would like you to physically disembowel Did, right, alex okay. low oh, oh, no. oh let's see how this goes okay okay <clears throat> uh right Oh, help, help, I'm a scientist who's incredibly intelligent and I've been kidnapped by Alex. Help me, help me, I'm up here. Fear not, my lemon-haired friend, I'm on the way, ha-ha! There you go, you nasty villain. He comes to my rescue, here comes Neil. He isn't gonna do a damn thing. Get away! Look, I'm going to have you, I say. Have you, yes. Let's fight. Danger. Thank God, Neil, you're here. Thank God. Help me away from this man. Look at him. He's... Get off of me. Get off of me. Get away from this place. Oh. Take that. Punch ah. to the face. Spammer. Oh. Oh. one of these. Punch oh. to the guts. Oh. Oh. You, don't, you, don't, you don't actually have to do it. Neil, <laughs> behind you, behind you. Watch out. Oh. 500 points. Oh. Oh. Stranglehold. You'll never take this lemonhead... Pons out of here! <laughs> Listen, man! 1,000 points. Take a look at this! <laughs> it's oh. a massive sword! That's right! Broadsword. I'm going to eviscerate you! Come on! Ah! 
Ha! 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 Level complete. Target eliminated. And how much money would I get for doing something like that? It's about two fifty an hour. Great, I'll take it. Very, very, very good. Well done, guys. Well done. Guys, uh, thank you thank so you. much, Neil. Thank you very much, Honestly, uh, unbelievable. Leonora, thank you so much. You guys are super talented. Thank Amazing. You. I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you very Big much. Big round of applause to you guys. Thank, thank you. you so Bye. much for being here. Thanks for coming. Right, Alex, we have had Susie Kim. Yes. Okay, uh, and now I'm very excited to tell you that I have one of my friends. Right. Yeah, a buddy of mine, a real friend, coming into the studio. His name is Sam Matthews, and he is chairman and founder of a huge team called Fnatic. Now, I'm right in saying he's actually played the game as opposed to Susie Kim, who's just the manager. He's played the game, he owns the team, he is all over this. Great. You ready for him? Yeah. Sam Matthews, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I cheer myself? Is yeah, that how we're d- supposed to do this? That's <laughs> what Alex Lowe does every time he, what he yeah. goes, it's Alex Lowe! <laughs> and then I'm known for himself. myself. Sam, <laughs> mate, how are you? I'm great, it's great to be here, thank you so much for having me. We're learning all about esports today, we have no idea about it. We spoke to a lady by the name of Susie Kim who uh, manages a team called Spitfire yes uh, an LA based team based in LA but it was a London team you know you are a London team based in London that's correct how come you've done that why has she done LA and you've done London so there's obviously in esports it's very different to traditional sports in that we're in multiple games right so we're in Counter-Strike League of Legends Dota actually 10 different titles currently what happens is different games have different structures. They have kind of different leagues that they operate in. She is actually part of a, a group called Cloud9, and they own what, what is called an Overwatch spot in the game Overwatch, yeah. which happens to be based in London. Whereas we are like a global brand, which you know have always called London our home. We don't have any particular 100% London-based players, but you know, name a Premier League team, which is 100% UK players. You have an amazing story of how it all began. <laughs> what happened at the very beginning? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're a kid, go back, you're at university, you're playing a lot of video games, you happen to be at university with a 100 megabit internet in 2004, which was like, I don't know, it's like having a fast car when you're like just learning to drive. Yeah. Ultimately, I got so into competing online. I love to play against other people, like not actually just playing against the computer, but actually like playing really hard and actually trying to win and getting my competitive edge out. You know, I played a lot of rugby as a child. And so actually when I had a team that I was playing for, wanted to go to this big tournament. It was this huge one in, in actually Dallas in America. And there was like $20,000 on the line. And this is 2004? 2004. Okay. That's yeah. a while ago. It's a long time ago. Sure. <laughs> so you're going to go to Dallas? Yes. We're going to Dallas. I need to get my team there. I have no idea how to get them there. I'm sending like emails to random sponsors. Can you sponsor our little team? When you say little team, how many players is that? Back then it was just, there was only five of them. Really? Yeah, it was five. It was one game called Counter-Strike, so. And so you were going for sponsorship and everything like that? Yeah, we were like, you know, I was literally 19, like drawing up PowerPoint presentations of why you should sponsor my esports team in 2004 before you know, there was any internet. And so actually ended up, what I did was I sold my car. Uh, it was, you know, it was. No, you didn't. I did, yeah. And that was kind of like, I was like, I don't even drive. I'm not driving right now. I'm at uni. Who needs a car? So I, uh, I paid for the team to go to the US. They flew over. And? 
Uh, you won and they won. I, 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 we won twenty thousand. I got wow. my, I was like my five thousand back in double. Are you doubled. serious? That <laughs> is wrong. insane. Yeah, my mum thought that definitely. But Sam, that was the interesting thing as well is that your your mum supported you from the beginning, didn't she? Yes. So I mean, when she found out that I'd sold my car and sent a team to the United States, yeah. uh, she quickly got involved and said, "Hey, do you want me to be the finance director and manage the money?" And so yeah, for ten years she was heavily involved in the business. You don't play anymore, do you? You know, I play a little game. Oh, you dabble? I dabble, you but know. But not competitive. Not <laughs> no, competitive. No, well, I mean, I, I compete against nine-year-olds and I win, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what is the scale of Fnatic? Okay, this is your team. How big is it? Give us numbers. To give you an example, we are over 150 people, about 60 professional players. The biggest game we're in right now is called League of Legends. League of Legends is arguably the biggest competitive esports title globally. We actually got to the final of that tournament in November, it was in Seoul. There was 50,000 people in the crowd. There was wow. 100 million people watching online. Wow. We've been the most successful Western esports team of all time. And, and your headquarters are in London, but you have, you know, operations throughout the world. What, how do you think esports differs in the UK in terms of competition and audiences to elsewhere in the world? For a long time, console has always been dominant here. You've got the FIFA, it's super fun. You've got KSI, you've got a lot of influencers based here. But the competitive scene hasn't been super competitive, really, with the right. rest of the world. What's happening now with Fortnite, with, with new games like League of Legends, uh, European and UK leagues, it's actually starting to really blossom right now. You've got yeah. things like Gfinity based in London, many youth culture leagues coming about. We actually picked up our first League of Legends Academy based out of our London HQ in Shoreditch. It's definitely coming up. It's yeah. not been as competitive as the United States or China or Korea. We can fight. We're good. UK's got some skills. And what is it like sitting in the stadium and watching your team play in front of 50,000 people? It's a little surreal. You're, you're kind of sitting there being like, hmm. So I was playing video games like a few weeks ago and now I'm in front of like yeah. 100 million people online, 50,000 in the crowd. It's like groupies, people with tattoos on their body. Like, it's crazy. Some of your players and your teams must be like stars, right? They must be complete stars. Are you the popular one or are your players the popular ones? I'm most definitely not the popular one. <laughs> but they, they would know your name, wouldn't they, as, uh, as the sort of managing director of Fnatic? Uh, I would say, uh, how many people know Malcolm Glazer? I mean, I'm not Alex Ferguson or something. I know like Malcolm Glazer. Yeah, he's the owner of Man United. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's exactly who. So, it is. name some of the biggest UK esports stars. Who have I got to look out for? So, there's people like Kasing who play for uh, a you know, League of Legends team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've had some really good uh, Call of Duty players, some good FIFA players. People like KSI are, are a major star. I've, wor I've worked with KSI. Yeah. I've worked with KSI. Yeah. And then Rising. So we've got Mongrel. He's a crazy good 14 year old Fortnite player. Wow. And he's he's actually amazing. But these kids are probably, they're like 14 years old and things like that. How do they have the time to juggle studying and school and life and things like that while playing sport? Or do they just dedicate all their time to sport, esports at the moment? Uh, no, I mean, let's be real. Like, I mean, yeah. when you're 14, like, you actually finish school and you maybe do like half an hour of homework and sure. there's quite a lot of I time. I did none. I mean, yeah. I buried my homework. I didn't know anything. Exactly. And most of the time you probably skipped your school as well, right? Yeah. yeah, I was. But I feel like the difference is, is that I was sort of out and about, but sitting in a room in front of a television screen, yeah. that potentially might, might not, I don't know. What am I getting at? I don't even know what you're I'm What getting. you're getting at, and which I think is the actual 
people think it's not a very social thing. It's not a very Perhaps out there thing. Perhaps that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. But actually, Fortnite is incredible. Like, the amount of social interaction you have. You work as a team. You get your best yeah. mates online. You're playing for hours in, like, this competitive team-building mode where you can actually take on other teams. And it's it's actually more social and, and cooperative. Sometimes you're playing with people from different races, religions, locations, mm. demographics. There's no barriers. It's just we've got one goal. We want to win. And it doesn't matter who you are. That's what's amazing about it. How competitive is it within the esports industry to go and set up your own team or become a player or become a star? Is it as competitive as sports, real sports teams now? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. As of the last like two years, the amount of investment, the amount of new players coming into the space. So to give you an idea, just last year, Cloud9, Susie's team, they raised... 50 million on a 300 million valuation. Wow. They have. How s- old are they? How many, when did they start? They started about six years ago, seven years ago. So. We're in the wrong game. <laughs> oh, Jamie's like wrong game. pulling yeah. his hair Cha-ching. out right now. Like. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is insane. And so now everyone wants to jump into it because not only do you get fame, you also get money. It's competitive. So you, you're rounding everything into one. Yeah. I mean, I think what people don't realize is that what is sport? It's entertainment. It's a game that people play competitively against other people. And it's how fun is it to watch, right? Esports is getting updated all the time to be more fun to play and watch. Okay, can I ask you this? I know for a fact that you used to play rugby for Harlequin. Yes. Surely there's no comparison with actually getting out there, running with a ball, fresh air, the grass, sliding in mud, the bonhomie. <laughs> What's better? Definitely agree that the physicality and the camaraderie you get from like physical sports is incredible. I just don't think that's going to always be mutually exclusive. VR, AR. I mean, there's going to be an AR version of, you know, not Pokemon this time, but Harry Potter coming out later in the year where you're going to compete in the, the physical real world, but with an augmentation. It's going to be incredible. And I think that physicality is going to come into it. It's going to just be But also, I tell you what, Alex, Mm. anywhere I can sit and eat pizza and also be competitive at the same time, I am Yeah, that's true. 100%. Sam Matthews, thank you so much. much. My friend... It's one you have to bring your friend. <laughs> I like him. He's nice. He's really nice. He's one of the best. He, uh, you, you've gone up in my estimation since he's a friend of yours. Uh, go and check out his team, Fanatic. It's insane. Uh, Sam Matthews, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Buddy. Thank Cheers, you buddy. so much, guys. Thank Catch you guys later. Cheers, man. Much. Will you be my friend? Uh, <laughs> on Fortnite. Come find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's creepy again, Alex. Uh, right, Alex, it's now time for that moment where you always get upset because I beat you at it. Okay, what's uh, that? It is time for the quickfire quiz. Yes, it's the head in the game quiz. Alex, Jamie, are you ready? Yes, oh, sir. you bet, yeah. Round one, true or false? The longest game on Space Invaders lasted 38 hours and 30 minutes and was achieved by 12-year-old Eric Fuller in 1980. Oh, uh, Mr. Fuller, true. False. It is true. Oh. Nintendo was founded in 1889. No, false. false. True. Oh. What? A backdoor barry is a secret access point to a hidden level in a game. Oh, I know it. False. Yes, true, 100%. False. It's false. Oh. A 2012 Canadian university experiment proved that playing 40 hours of Medal of Honor can improve your eyesight. Yes, yes, true, true. You're both right, it is true. Round two, top 100 pro gamer or Bond villain? Sol Horowitz. Bond villain. Bond villain. Bond villain from The Spy Who Loved Me, Matumba Man. He is a pro gamer. gamer. Top gamer, Jack Spang. Uh, Bond villain. Bond villain. Bond villain from Diamonds Are Forever. Olaf Meister. Ah, Olaf. Gamer. Pro gamer. That's right, top gamer. Finally, round three. Multiple choice. 
In gaming, swatting has become the term associated with A. Getting so angry at losing you throw the controller at the TV B. Losing a life in EverQuest and respawning as a fly <laughs> Or C. Rival gamers triggering a visit from a real-life SWAT team to a rival gamer's house. A. A. Definitely Getting a. angry at losing. It's C. Rival what? gamers triggering a visit from a real-life SWAT that team. That is not no. possible. Absolute rubbish. Question number two. The gaming term pawned means A. You lost really badly. B. You accidentally forgot to turn on Google Incognito when looking at your specialist websites. C. Whilst live streaming, a relative can be seen doing something mundane, like hoovering in the background. Uh, A. I a. think it's C. It is A. You lost really badly. Got it. Question number three. Gaming website Kotaku reported that there have been six high-profile e-sport athletes who've suffered from spontaneous pneumothorax, otherwise known as what? A. An inability to stop screaming profanities at their gaming PC. B. Collapsed lung due to poor gaming posture. Or C. A strange glitch in Gods of War when the character's axe grows to enormous proportions. B. I'm going to go A. B. It is B. No. Collapsed lung due no. to poor gaming posture. And finally, thank goodness, question four. The Wall Street Journal reported what about Fortnite in July 2018? A. Parents were hiring tutors to instruct their children how to improve their game in the hope of pro success. <laughs> B. Online Fortnite use was being secretly employed by schools across the United States to track truancy levels. Or C. 75% of all teenagers in the U.S. have played Fortnite for over two weeks. Uh, C. B. C. It is A. What? Parents were hiring tutors to instruct their children how to improve their game. And the winner is... Well, it's a draw. Oh, that's nice. Ah, I feel like you won that one. Well done, my friend. I think so. Thank you. Bless you. Um, Right, here we... Oh, mate. Yeah? I've come to the end of the script. There is no more script. That's finished. Oh, Looks what? like we've finished. Listen, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and do review us. Yeah, and join us next week where we're going to be covering, okay, get this, the NBA All-Star game, yeah. LeBron's team versus Yanis's team. Okay, so until then, keep ya. I'm not going to say it. They already know it. ESPN, head in the game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you want to go and grab some dinner? Sorry? Uh... Well, no, you do, let's go and grab some dinner. Maybe some tacos. Yeah, gra- I know I've a great got, margarita gotta, place. Really got to get off, mate. Well, you're, you're like running. What are you, See you next week, buddy. You, you, Alex, what? Hmm. Jacob, you there?